and thank you for tuning into the Stuff I Heard podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Peak. How's everybody doing out there? Um, so in my last podcast, I made a comment that I was uh, COVID positive and um, I had to spend a week at home quarantined. Um, I kind of blew it off like it was going to be no big deal. And I know that doing the podcast, I even made a comment that I felt like I had to cough during it and then I was, you know, kind of just holding it off a little bit. And, and I ended it kind of early because I needed to cough. And I didn't get well right away. Um, the worst of it seemed to be, I don't know, three or four nights in a row of getting the getting like cold chills and then hot flashes. And it usually start about 3 p.m. and last until about five or six. Um, but it was this weird fever that would just come on in the evenings. It didn't happen during the day. During the day, I was fine. Uh, but it finally went away. Um, knock on wood, knock on my wood table here. Um, but yeah, it finally went away. I finally started to feel better. Um, I don't know exactly why, if it just ran its course or if I just happen to have a mild dose, or maybe I just have some freaky immune system that's like, ah, we can kick this thing's butt. Cause you know, my wife is well, but she's still kind of coughing a little bit more. She still says she doesn't feel great. Um, but anyway, I seem to be on the mend of that. Um, I slept really good last night, slept really good the night before. The night before that was probably the worst night, and I slept uh, on the couch. We have like a reclining uh, couch that sort of, you know, lets your feet out. And I slept on the couch kind of upright just to make sure that the stuff in my throat didn't continue to drain on my throat. And that seemed to help tremendously. Um, But, you know, like I said, I am feeling better. Um, matter of fact, I'm going back to work, uh, in the morning. I have to go to bed kind of early today because I'm working third shift shuttling some doubles. Um, so, so, you know, gotta, gotta do the long haul with the, uh, the big trucks. Uh, but yeah, so feeling a lot better. Um, I needed something to watch on TV and I knew that being out with COVID, um, I couldn't leave the house. I was quarantined to the house. And, you know, we live in a fantastic age of everything's available online. So you can watch pretty much anything. I mean, I could have used this time very constructively. And, you know, I have a trip coming up uh, in the future going to Grenada. And they do speak Spanish there and French. And, you know, I thought, okay, well, I could brush up on a language. Uh, nah, I don't want to do that. That's that's too constructive. Um, I don't know. I could I could play with my you know, fake lightsaber that I got from Disney and figure out how to do the, the Obi-Wan twirly thing, you know, and I was like, nah, that's just too much work. Uh, I don't know. There's all kinds of things I could do. What could I do? Oh, I know I could, I could, uh, really get into playing my, my Nintendo switch game boy thing and, and really, you know, envelop myself into one of these new games that I got that I haven't had time to play. And uh, it seems like a lot of work too. Oh, I know what I do. I'll watch Netflix, um, all the comedy shows. So I watched pretty much every comedy special that was out there. Uh, Whitney Cummings has one that came out on HBO. No, I'm sorry, Netflix. Um, uh, who was the HBO? Um, I'm blanking all of a sudden. Uh, Nikki Glazer. Nikki Glazer has hers out on HBO. Uh, Whitney Cummings ones on Netflix. Um, I really, really liked Whitney's. Um, but this started, I didn't even know that it was coming out. Um, but... It started because I watch podcasts um, when I can't listen to them on YouTube. And I just happened to watch um, a Burtcast episode where Whitney was on and she was interviewing uh, 
Bert Kreischer's uh, daughter, her, his oldest daughter, Georgia, just turned 18 and she's getting ready to go off to college. And it was like a little thumbnail thing that I saw when I was flipping through YouTube. And it was her asking her a question about, you know, well, do you smoke weed? And she's got looks at her dad and she's like, um, uh, <laughs> and I was like, oh, good question. And then it breaks away. And I was like, oh, that's a good teaser. Okay. I kind of want to watch this and see the conversation here because I know from listening to Bert talk about his daughter and about their his relationship with his daughters that he knows um that his his oldest has tried marijuana and so you know it's one of those things of a dad realizing that his daughter's coming of age and and trying to understand how to navigate that as a parent you know in LA um you know he's a traveling comedian so he's gone a lot but he does want to be present he does want to try to be a dad and try to you know do the right thing and not alienate his daughter in the process and so it was an interesting conversation and a really good podcast because um, they've incorporated what used to be their kitchen table into the podcast. And it's a a large inviting table in which people just keep coming up. And at times, the guy doing their sound engineering, uh, Halston, he kept going around and adding more microphones because more people were coming in. Um, you know, Leanne comes in there, uh, George's mom and Bert's wife. Um, she comes in there and she... Um, kind of gives a little input as well. And Bert comes in a few times and he has a conversation with them. And then two of Georgia's best friends come in there and they're all going to college also. And they're sort of talking about things that they're navigating at that age. And, and Whitney's sort of interviewing them in the process. And it's a, it's a very, it's a very smart um, podcast. It's very interesting. The questions that are asked and the way they're answered and, I thought it was really cool. Uh, there was a moment there where all the ladies are sitting at the table and Bert's kind of off camera. Um, and, you know, it's Whitney and Leanne talking to the three girls about their opportunities and things that they may be looking at and, and trying to perceive as their futures. And it's just, it's fascinating. I highly recommend checking it out. It's the Bert cast. Uh, but Whitney talked about she has a special coming out. It was on Netflix. It's called Jokes. Um, it was good. I really enjoyed it. Um, she's been doing this a long time. She is a master of her craft and, uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, but I did see a lot of, uh, comedy shows out there on, uh, Netflix and stuff that were okay. Um, not worth really amping up a whole lot. I really liked Whitney's though. Uh, so anyway, uh, she's also done Rogan. I watched that this morning. Uh, it's a great interview with the two of them. Um, Talk about two people at the top of their game really doing phenomenal things. But uh, it's always fun to listen in on that conversation. I also went on a deep Rogan dive. Um, I wanted to go back and listen to Rogan interview and Tom Segura. Uh, Tom Segura is another stand-up comedian. He had come and visited the studio, and they did a long time. I actually got kind of bored with that one. Um, I enjoyed the parts that they were talking about, Bert and the fact that Bert's touring like he is and doing the fully loaded festival. And, you know, it's amazing that he can do what he does. Um, and then if he didn't drink, he would probably be like an elite athlete, uh, considering his mind over matter. But, you know, they're both concerned about their friend drinking too much and it does catch up with you eventually. So, uh, other than that, I kind of just, you know, had it on in the background while I was doing other things. Um, then there was a podcast I noticed in the lineup that was called Protect Our Parks. It was a bunch of comedians. It was Joe Rogan with 
Mark Normand, uh, Shane Gillis, and Ari Shafir. Now, the th- those three comics are out of New York, and I'm not exactly sure how this started, but I think they started off like having a podcast uh, talking about the fact that the parks in New York weren't getting protected by the state, by the city anymore because of COVID. Like they just couldn't employ anybody. And so they were just like, yeah, good luck. We hope the parks are going to be okay. We'll try to get it back later. And so they were talking about how they really liked going out in the parks and that it's really becoming overrun with a lot of homeless activity and a lot of dangerous kind of folks. Um, and they were like, you know, we're going to, we're going to go out there and we're going to patrol our parks. And we're going to protect them. And like, how are we going to protect them? We're a bunch of comedians. But they were like, we're going to have a podcast and talk about it. So it was really just an excuse for them to get together and and get drunk and be silly. And and this one was no uh, different. Matter of fact, Shane Gillis, um, I guess, in coming in to do the podcast, Ari said a comment, something about, uh, I can match you beer for beer. And Shane was like, I don't think you can, big boy. And uh, so... The gauntlet was thrown down, and in a three-and-a-half-hour podcast, uh, Shane had done, from what I remember, I think 18 beers, and Ari did about 15, and then ended up throwing up on the floor and passing out, and it was a whole awful thing. Uh, but Shane had bet him. He's like, you know, you think you can? He goes, I'll tell you what, I'll give you five grand if you can keep up with me. And so Ari really loved the challenge and thought he could keep up, and he just couldn't keep up. So... You know, it's one of those situations where you got to know what you're getting into before you do it and realize that sometimes um, it's not worth the challenge. It's funny. Now, it was funny for me to watch because I know these guys from watching podcasts and watching the different friend groups that they're in and how they interact. Um, It was funny to watch Ari go down in flames, but uh, it was also at a certain point, it's unpleasant. And you're like, yeah, I don't want him to get sick. (laughs) Like, but he was just too belligerent to throw in the towel. He was like, I could do it. I could do it. And then he couldn't do it. So anyway, um, I was able to watch a few shows, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, Resident Evil is out on Netflix. It's based on a video game, basically where, you know, pharmaceutical companies have kind of gone beyond their reach in the future of this world of, you know, what they're doing. And, um, in the search to try to find ways to make life better, they've uh, made some mistakes and ended up making people very sick to the point that they become these flesh-eating zombie type things. And it's based on the video game. I know they've made some movies about it, and the movies were pretty cool. I didn't watch all of them. I think I watched the first two or three. But uh, the um, the actors on the show are really good. The... Uh, the premise of how they do it is very interesting. Um, let's see, I opened my tabs here. I was looking on here at the cast, and I didn't really recognize any of the cast except for one guy, like the like the main guy that you see who's the 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 head. Um, you'll see him. He's the dad of everybody, and he's the head scientist. He's an actor named Lance Riddick, Reddick, R-E-D-D-I-C-K. And I thought, I know this guy from somewhere. Where do I know him from? And I was like, oh, yeah, he's from John Wick. He's the guy in the in the hotel who, you know, the protected hotel, whenever he checks in and he's like, can you watch my dog? You know, and that kind of thing. Um, he was also in Lost. Uh, I remembered him from Lost. I was like, okay, I know this guy. Right on. Um, so the... The show is at times a bit campy um, because they're going full video game quality. So like the CGI'd 
you know, dog that bites the girl looks just like the dog in the video game. I mean, they did a great job of it. If you're a fan of the video game, you're going to love this show. Okay. Um, I, I remember playing the video game when it first came out and I remember being terrified. I remember playing it with my brother. Uh, and he and I both were like, he'd go into a dark area and, and the music would get really tense. And I'd look at him and go, I don't want to go in here. <laughs> it's like, let's get out of here. It's like, I, I think we have to go in here. And all of a sudden you go in there and like, ah, and something bad would happen. And yeah, um, it was, you know, for us, it was one of the first video games that really scared us and it scared us pretty regularly. Uh, but it was cool. It was, a, it was kind of a neat idea. Um, it was sort of a foreshadowing of things to come. Uh, you know, look at our global pandemic now where suddenly you find out that a virus was released from Wuhan and now I, you know, had to miss work. So not quite a zombie yet, but uh, I don't know. Through some interpretations, maybe I am. But anyway, uh, so uh, this guy is a great actor. The, the show is bonkers. There's all sorts of twists and turns and at times you find yourself going, get out of here. There's no way that's, nah, nah, I'm out. And then you're like, all right, maybe I'm still in. Because they keep bringing up stuff that looks really cool. And you're like, okay, I'll keep watching. And the way they've done this, the show, they've done it so that you're going to see more. They haven't answered all the questions. They've obviously allowed for there to be at least two more seasons um, because they didn't explain everything, which is which is smart. They did a, they did a smart thing. And uh, even the person who's the bad guy in this, you're you're they do it in sort of a Marvel way that you're sympathetic with their feelings and you kind of get it. And you're like, okay, you didn't really intend on being the bad guy, but here you are. You're the bad guy now. And you still think you're doing the right thing. So, okay. Good character development. So anyway, good writing, uh, really good uh, visual effects. Even the giant, I'm not going to give anything away by saying this, I hope, but the giant crocodile is still pretty awesome. So just going to throw that out there as a teaser if you haven't seen it. Um, okay, so let me get to the big thing I want to talk about. Uh, my wife and I, in our travels, going back and forth uh, to to go visit her folks and to go to Disney World, we've often stopped at her folks' house. Um, my father-in-law, Vic Nomainer, he is fascinated by finding things on the internet that uh, he thinks that nobody's ever seen, and he wants to convince you that it's the it's the coolest thing ever, and he's he's right more than he is wrong. <laughs> and I hope he doesn't hear this cause I don't want it to go to his head, but he's, he's actually right a lot of times and he's right on this. Um, he introduced me to two channels that I've watched almost everything on. And I, and the ones I haven't seen, I'm going back and watching the old videos. So the first channel is Matt's off-road recovery. Uh, I've mentioned it before. I'm really enjoying watching the adventures that they're having in Utah of rescuing vehicles in these crazy four by four situations and then building a giant monster wrecker to save people that are, you know, all over the Utah area in the areas where you can't normally get a wrecker to. Um, but the other channel that I'm really want to talk about is itchy boots. This is I T C H Y B O O T S itchy boots. Now, right now this is what is today? The end of July. Yeah. This is the end of July. This last day in July. Um, I'm looking at her channel on YouTube and it says she has, oh God, what is that? 1.31 million subscribers. She is, uh, she is fascinating. Uh, her name is gnarly. Uh, where is it? I just had it on my screen. 
where's the where's the page? Her name is Gnarly. Okay, she's from the Netherlands, and she is a geologist, from what I understand. She has an education in geology, and in 2018, she sold everything and bought a motorcycle and decided to travel the world. Uh, from my understanding, I think she started in India and like drove all through the deserts, uh, you know, all the way through uh, Iran, Iraq, and was heading towards Norway whenever the global pandemic hit. And she bought another motorcycle and. I'm I'm rough on the details because I didn't watch it during that season. This is season six of her show. And she had a motorcycle shipped to Argentina and is driving the bike from Argentina to Alaska. And when I say driving the bike, I'm not saying like a standard street bike. I'm talking a dual sport Honda. I wrote it down. Honda crf 300 l rally it's a dual sport bike that's meant for both off-road and road capabilities it's got like a 300 cc motor it's a it's a pretty impressive bike and she is amazing to watch because it's just her like there's no film crew there's no director in a van going okay i've got your travel plans today you're going to go to so and so there's no producer that's like listen we've arranged for you to stay at this place and we've got handlers they're going to make sure you don't get injured no she's literally like planning where she's going to go she's filming herself with gopros she has like one mounted to her handlebars pointed at herself one mounted inside of on like on the front of her face mask pointed outwards she has one that she clicks on every now and then it's on like the edge of her leg mount, her leg support thing. Um, I don't know what you call it, leg guard thing. Anyway, and then she's got a drone that she said once in a while she'll just pull over and fly the drone or set it up to record her while she's driving over a certain area. I know what it takes to operate one of those drones. I've had one of those drones. That's not easy to do. Um, but the way she's put all this together, it's captivating to watch. Um, so anyway, we were visiting and her pa's like, Hey, I want you to check this out. I think you're really going to enjoy it. And he was right. Uh, she was like crawling inside of a mine inside of a gold mine somewhere in, I think Chile. And I came home and started watching episodes. And the more I watched, the more I wanted to watch more of it. And I got my wife into watching it. My wife was like, you know, every time, you know, she would get around a TV, she's like, Hey, let's watch more episodes. And I'm like, okay. It's like episodes, like a TV show. But, I mean, literally, she just picks out a path and goes, I want to see what's over here. Or, I heard there's this cool waterfall over here. It's going to take me, like, all day to get there, but I'm going to try and get there and get back and try to find somewhere to stay. And, like, every step of the way, you know, she's multilingual from what I can tell. I know she speaks Dutch, obviously, English. Um, she's speaking Spanish pretty fluently in this episode, you know, in this, in this series, because I've watched her from, I want to say from Chile and all the way through, um, <laughs> all the way through the South American countries, like going towards through Guatemala, Honduras, uh, Mexico, and now she's in America. And her final destination on this trip is to make it to Alaska and not just like, haha, I've arrived in Alaska. Goodbye. Like she's gonna like do do the whole tour of Alaska on a bike on this this off road bike this dual sport bike. Now, every bit of that is 
pretty much funded by what she's making from YouTube viewership. So, you know, ad sales and stuff like that. And then also she has merch that she can sell and, you know, I'm sure people can donate to pages and stuff like that. But I mean, she's on this Honda motorcycle and I'm thinking, man, I really wish Honda would like pay attention to their video content that's online because her videos are a testimony to how tough that motorcycle is. That is a, it takes a beating on this trip and it seems to be fairly easy to work on. She finds people all over the place in San Salvador and Costa Rica and Mexico and, you know, just to work on the bike because things break along the way. Um, she's very rough on the equipment and that's not because she's careless. It's just accidents happen, right? You need tire changes. You need oil changes. You need to have your valve set. You need, you know, you name it, things break. Okay. And, um, right now she's broke. She was riding uh, outside of Nevada or leaving uh, Las Vegas, heading towards Utah and was going up a mountain, you know, like a bike trail, uh, not a bicycle trail, but a, but a motocross trail that was kind of rocky terrain. And she got a little loose in the rocks and the bike fell and, and she got injured. Uh, it fell on her ankle and she's had to find someone to take her to like the, like a doctor's care place to get uh, x-rayed. Um, it's not broken, but she can't ride right now. Uh, the bike was damaged she had to get help from someone, um, which in this, like she helped introduce her audience to somebody who I hadn't seen before. This guy has his own YouTube channel. It's C90 Adventures. Um, I guess C90 is a motorcycle. And we happened to watch an hour long video that he posted where he did the same trip that she's doing the opposite direction. He started off in Alaska and drove it to Argentina. And he's funny. Um, her videos are normally about 20 to 30 minutes long. Uh, his, the one video we watched was over an hour. And I couldn't stop watching it. It was great. It was fascinating. Um, he tells a great story. He's funny. He's not her. Um, he does, his camera equipment is different. He films things different. He approaches things differently. And he's at the stage of his journey where he shows a map during part of it where he's like, I've traveled all these miles on this motorcycle. And at the end of it, I think I have lost my mind. <laughs> like he talks about driving across this salt flat in Argentina where he said, I was so extremely happy at that moment. And from that moment on, I was sad. And he said, and I realized it was sad because I was just, I was tired. I, I had done everything. Everything looked identical. After a while, everything was the same. And so, I mean, it's a very interesting video to watch, but listen, I'd go watch his, his video as well. The C90 adventures. Uh, but check out itchy boots. Um, she's got a great one on there. She's got several great ones, but there's her ability to tell a story, to time it out with music, to, you know, pacing on the editing, to add in the, um, the subtitles down below when people are speaking Spanish, it's very well done. Um, I don't know if she has help doing that. I don't think so. I think it's all her. If it is amazing, amazing. Like there's questions I want to ask her. I want to podcast with her. I want to ask her like, you know, do you, do you carry a gun with you? Are you, you know, have you ever been like robbed uh, on your trips? Uh, do you carry a taser? Do you worry about people breaking into your room at night? Do you, you know, 
um, when navigating these areas, you talk about getting in touch with someone to talk to the the drug lords about the fact that you're traveling through this area and you want to make sure they they're aware of you before you go there so you don't get accosted. Who do you do? Like how? What? <laughs> Where are these phone calls coming to and from and how? And is it the community that's on the page? Is it people that are connected to your blog? Is it people that are connected to your YouTube? Um, you know, where did you get the idea for all of this? I mean, there's lots of questions I want to have. And I think that a, a podcast would be great. Um, I know her being down and out right now, not, not being able to travel is probably a bummer, but I can imagine she's probably still making content. Um, you know, meeting up with these guys, this, this C90 adventures guy, I don't even know his real name. I think it's, I think it's, I don't know. I'll, I, I'm going to butcher it if I say anything anyway. Um, He's in Moab. He is, uh, he's originally from England. He made a comment that he's riding these, um, razors, these four wheel drive, you know, bu- buggies and stuff all through Moab. And he's probably taking her around and doing some adventure stuff with her. And I hope so. Um, I hope that she's keeping busy and having some fun and, and still on the mend. So anyway, I just wanted to do a podcast to talk about that and tell you, I mean, this is stuff I heard. So I'm telling you about things that I've heard, things that I enjoy, things that I think you might enjoy if you're ever in this situation. And, you know, if you're out there and you have COVID and you're like, crap, I'm stuck indoors. What can I do? Go on YouTube and check out a few channels. Um, That's just a few of them that I mentioned. Uh, So maybe that'll help you. All right. So that's it for now. I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you to everybody who's listening. Thank you for everybody who called and said, hey, you need anything? I'll bring you something to eat and drop it off your doorstep or whatever. I appreciate that. Um, for the people who did, thank you so much. Um, it really helped out a lot. And, uh, you know, now I'm getting well and it's time to go back and do the thing. So I'm going to go do the thing. So anyway, uh, thank you for your support. Uh, please support the channel. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Tell me that you're enjoying this. If you're not, uh, keep it to yourself. Uh, no one likes a party pooper. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, I hope this is helping someone. I hope somebody gets some enjoyment for this. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So thank you again. And as always, cue the cow. Moo. Moo.